Hello and welcome to Infinite Machine Learning. This is your host, Pratik Joshi. This is the part of the show where I talk about ideas and concepts in AI, and you can use them to build startups, grow your career, or just develop a, a better understanding of how AI works. Today, we're going to talk about geometric deep learning. Deep learning has turbocharged the machine learning domain. So much good research is coming out, so many applications getting built, so many companies getting built. It's It's been amazing to see this. The neural network architecture actually allows deep learning models to solve a variety of real-world problems, including recognizing faces, understanding text, identifying speech, and much more. It works great on such 1D and 2D data, but the real world is three-dimensional. The real world has graphs and networks. So does deep learning work as is uh, in the way we see it? That brings us to the question, why do we need geometric deep learning? Deep learning algorithms uh, need Euclidean data to work. This includes data in the one-dimensional and two-dimensional domains, such as text, images, audio, sensor data, and so on. Here are a, a couple of examples of deep learning models. One, convolutional neural networks. They explicitly account for the 2D nature of image data. Uh, a second example is recurrent neural networks. They explicitly account for the sequential nature of audio and sensor data. So humans, you know, we, we have been using these networks for a while, but we live in the three-dimensional world. The data in this world contains complex items. They need to be represented with more accuracy than, say, 1D or 2D representations. Uh, and examples uh, include graphs, networks, molecular structures, trees, manifolds, point clouds, and so on. So there are many structures uh, that you know, cannot just be accounted for using a one-dimensional or two-dimensional representation, right? And deep learning assumes that the data can be transformed to a lower dimension, and the relationships can still be preserved. For example, let's say you have a, a square shape. Right? That's, that's a form of data. If you rotate it, you will still preserve the angles, right? So if you rotate a square, the sides next to each other will still be at 90 degrees. And also, the distances within the shape will still be preserved. Right? When you rotate a square, a point A and point B along the perimeter, they'll still remain at the same distance, uh, no matter how much you rotate this, this structure. So for deep learning to work, uh, this preservation is necessary. And a point to note here is that this is true, this is only true for Euclidean data, right? Non-Euclidean data doesn't behave this way. The relationships in the data won't be preserved if you do that. For example, let's say you take a cube, right? it's, it's a shape. If you project it onto a 2D plane, the relationships won't be preserved as the cube is moved around. Because just imagine like, uh, take a cube and 
like look at the shadow or the reflection on a flat surface. As you rotate the cube, the points and the shapes on that flat surface, they change, they change a lot. So the distance between two points on the original cube will not be preserved on that projection on the, on the 2D plane. Again, the point is, the point we're making here is that deep learning works when the data is Euclidean. So if you build a model based on this non-Euclidean data, it just won't be accurate because the underlying assumption won't hold. Assumption being the the preservation, the preservation of the angles and distance, it all holds. If it doesn't, the model won't work. It will just be a, a rough approximation. And current deep learning models can't deal with non-Euclidean data in their native form. There has to be some modification, some change, some new structure. And that's where geometric deep learning comes into the picture. So before we dive in, let's take a second to see where it all started. A geometric deep learning first came to light in a 2017 paper by Bronstein et al. titled Geometric Deep Learning, Going Beyond Euclidean Data. In addition to that, they wrote a preview to a book titled Geometric Deep Learning, Grids, Groups, Graphs, Geodesics, and Gauges. You can visit geometricdeeplearning.com to learn more about it. All right, coming back to the topic at hand, before we talk about geometric deep learning models, we should know how deep learning models learn. Like, how do they learn from the data? So let's consider the example of recognizing faces. Human faces are three-dimensional, and when we want to build a face recognition system, we take pictures of many, many faces to form a training data set. These pictures are 2D image files. They're just two-dimensional image files that data is used to build that, that data set. And what we're doing here is converting data from the non-Euclidean form, which is the original three-dimensional form, to a Euclidean form, which is two-dimensional images. We do that because we want the model to learn from it. Now, we are actually losing valuable information along the way, meaning when we take a real person's face and we transform it into a 2D image file, a lot of information is lost because we're going from 3D to 2D. Now, you might ask, why not just capture this data in its original three-dimensional form and directly feed it to a deep learning model? Now, current deep learning models are not set up to deal directly with uh, three-dimensional data. Why? Because when we train deep learning models, we are using the concept that these models can learn the patterns by changing the structure of that data the way the structure is changed is relational, right? You cannot change the structure of non-Euclidean data in the same way because it just it won't retain its properties. So to consider the earlier example of square and cube, the two shapes we talked about, the angles and distances won't remain the same. That's the problem. That's why you can't use uh, deep learning models uh, or kind of, use that framework to train on non-Euclidean data, like real-world 3D faces. So how do we build models 
that can directly learn from non-Euclidean data. And that's where geometric deep learning comes into play. It's a field under deep learning that aims to build neural networks that can learn from non-Euclidean data. All right, so where can geometric deep learning be used in the real world? Uh, there are many, many examples of where this can be useful because the entire world is, is 3D. So, But here are four specific real-world examples. One, 3D modeling for pose detection. Right, A convolutional neural network has to convert 3D data into 2D images and then learn from it. That's how a regular deep learning model would work. And as we talked about, there's loss of information during this process when you go from 3D to 2D. The geometric equivalent of this network can directly learn from 3D data. Right? You can accurately estimate human poses from the 3D data captured. Right? So all you need to know or all you need to figure out is how to capture that original 3D data represented, and then you can just feed that into a geometric deep learning model, and it can directly learn from it. You don't need to convert that to 2D first and then use it for, for training. All right, second real-world example is predicting the spread of viral infection. You can train a network to predict the probability of a viral infection based on previous cases in the database. The data that the doctors and nurses gathered from the patients will be in the form of graphs because that's how people uh, are, are that, that's how these, these units function. That's how people uh, are represented in this case. So it can be fed as is to a neural network and it will learn how to predict the likelihood of the disease spreading to new patients. The third example is segmentation. Again, this is very useful for autonomous cars, but also it's used across a variety of situations. The autonomous car has to capture real-world data and accurately segment that, that image into its constituent's parts. And in these situations, the pedestrians are usually represented using 2D bounding boxes or as skeletons. With 3D segmentation, the autonomous car's perception would be more accurate. And it can put accurate 3D bounding boxes on everything in the scene. Again, when a car captures the data, it's not necessarily only images. It's not a camera, right? It is capturing, it can capture a lot of information about the 3D environment. And if uh, a model can take all of that and then accurately put 3D bounding boxes on various objects in that scene, it's going to be very, very useful because the car can then know how big is the object, how far away is it, how where, what are the boundaries, and so on and so forth. So again, this information is, is very useful for autonomous cars. The fourth example is molecular modeling. Um, a recurrent neural network has to convert graph data into strings and then learn from it. Right? That's how, again, that's how a, a regular deep learning model would do it. And there is loss of information during this process, converting graph data into strings. And the geometric equivalent of this neural network can directly learn from molecular graph data. It's very useful in medicine, chemistry, pharmaceuticals, uh, material science. There's so much scope 
for this is taking graph data and directly learning from it. And again, the goal is geometric deep learning opens up a whole new paradigm where real-world data can be captured as is and fed into a, uh, a learning model without worrying about representation of that data, right? We don't need to convert 3D data into like 2D image files. We don't need to convert graph data into like strings. It just it just works by working on the native form of that data. Now, again, I can go on and on about examples, but at this stage, we've got to ask ourselves like, why is this exciting? Like, why bother with with geometric deep learning? In deep learning, each algorithm specializes in a, in a specific type of data, usually a single type of data. For example, convolutional neural networks are used for images, and uh, recurrent neural networks are used for text or audio or sensors. In geometric deep learning, we have graph neural nets that are built for graphs and networks. It can be generalized to everything in the real world. It's, and it's very exciting because there's so much data out there that this can open up a, a lot of opportunities. And it, it actually allows us to take advantage of data uh, with its inherent relationships and connections. In geometric deep learning, we can analyze data in its native form as opposed to you know, converting it to a lower dimensional space. And by having the ability to use non-Euclidean data to directly train the models, it just gives us superpowers uh, and also it helps us avoid any kind of approximations or errors or mistakes that we might do when we are converting original data in its native form to something that a model might understand. And the big advantage with geometric deep learning is there's no loss of information, right? So we collect all that nice, rich data. We collect that. And by directly feeding that, we're not losing any valuable information. So it also allows the geometric deep learning model to uncover any relationships that humans may or may not know, right? It's, it's very, very interesting if you think about it. And we can build generalizable models that can work with data as it appears in the real world. So again, there is so much to do here and it's a, it's a very active area of research and the more people work on it, the more uh, they're uncovering of how this can be used across more and more complicated forms of data. All right, that's it for today. You can visit infinitemachinelearning.com to subscribe to the podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you soon with another amazing episode.